Hello and welcome to the Manic Podcast. This is season three, episode six. I'm your host, Liam, and sitting opposite me through the powers of the internet, I don't know for a fact, but I imagine he looks pretty good in spandex. It's the lovely Tobias. Hello, Tobias. Why are you thinking about me in spandex? Why are you not thinking about you in spandex? Well, I I know what I look like in spandex. I don't. Oh, I don't think I've ever been in spandex. You have that joy of knowing. Well, I don't. At this but... point, you in spandex is Schrodinger's cat <laughs> to me. <laughs> either be magnificent or or terrible. And at I'm this probably, point, I'm probably know. thinking the latter. But hey, you lovely people, <laughs> I, I'll talk to you because Liam's being weird. <laughs> hey. Wanting to see your best friend in spandex is not weird. It is a relationship enrichment exercise. You know what? I'm that's whilst we're in court. I'm, get, I'm, I'm moving past this as quickly <laughs> as possible. Do you know what I'm looking forward to? What's that then? Our special guest. Oh, you know. And ladies and gentlemen, here they are. Oh, no. Oh, you're not going to no. tell me that we invited someone onto the podcast. They said they'd come on and they haven't turned up. You know what? They, they sounded so eager. You know what? I think this is a more special podcast for not having them. Let's yeah. crack on with the episode. Because <laughs> now we're forced to actually do stuff just the two of us. <laughs> Let's be honest, they'd all refuse to do one of the things anyway. So That's true. That is yeah. true. They don't... It's all right, ladies and gentlemen. They don't listen to the podcast. You're getting, <laughs> you're getting a better experience. <laughs> you are. Uh, don't forget later, you'll be getting exclusive content where we may talk about this more. But we... <laughs> This is true. Now, as an opening gambit, right? Yeah. Oh, hello. I would like to, to, to point out to all of our lovely listeners, if you are a watcher of The Mandalorian, especially the latest episodes, we now know Baby Yoda's name. So people can stop calling him Baby Yoda. <laughs> oh, sorry, Emily. Boda. Boda. Not Boda. a thing anymore. We, I'm sorry. It, anyone who calls him Baby Yoda now or Boda is being lazy. Yeah. We have a name, you know, and it's not Boda. I'm so glad that they didn't go, you know what, let's just call it Baby Yoda. <laughs> I, I know this actually also there I think there was a lot of people who were still confused and thought it was literally a young Yoda. Yeah. But that's, uh, that it, is very misleading calling it Baby Yoda. Yeah. But in all fairness, the TV series itself never did. No. Um, you know, it's the child. But yeah. now Grogu. 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 Yeah. It's an odd name. It's quite I mean, it's, a, it's I don't know what we expected. Uh, <laughs> no. We yeah. have no we have no point of reference except for Yoda. But, which is basically, I mean, if you have seen, and if you haven't seen the latest episode, well, we're about to spoil thing. I mean, we already have with the name. I know, but also, Ahsoka Tano was in it. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's my first meeting. Have you not watched Clone Wars? I, I, no, I watched the first two episodes and really didn't like it. Oh, you see, this is you. This is, we've had this before. You, you're a quitter. Well, the you're... thing is, I'll probably do what I did with um, uh, Battlestar. I'll probably come back to it in like a year and watch all of it. Yeah, when everything's entirely spoiled yeah. in something else. That, that's the best time for me, <laughs> yeah. because if I want to spoil myself, I can. Well, they've actually, they have name drop. They, we've met Asanato, Ahsoka Tano, I'll say her name right. Um, Rosario Dawson plays her. Well, that had been rumoured for absolutely ages. Yeah. Uh, I have watched all of Clone Wars, but I haven't watched all of Rebels. Uh-huh. So I haven't seen her most up-to-date. But this is now the most up-to-date. She's now canon real life action yeah and why will say because i've been i've been enjoying season two of the mandalorian but i don't know there's something missing from the mandalorian for me and i don't know what it is i do know what it is now jedis <laughs> i will say that <laughs> most of that episode was cool because it's just a lot of darkness a lot of mist and then lightsabers mm. and you're like oh that's what we're missing 
lightsabers. <laughs> I realise more and more that Jedi's are my favourite thing about Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and whilst I I am liking the Mandalorian, oh, and apparently there are rumours that she could get her own live action spin off. Okay. So it'd be like a whole well, series. She's a, she's a big name, and she. <clears throat> she is yes, and apparently she asked, she wanted, she asked to be a son of Ahsoka Tano. I can't say her name, Barry. Ahsoka Tano. But, I mean, I've used the name a couple of times in a sentence recently, and I'm pretty sure I've said something different every time, so it's fine. Yeah. But she name-dropped another character. Uh, that was... See, I don't know if that would be exciting for you. Which depends who the character is. Admiral Thorn. I mean, I've heard the, I, I heard the name. I know nothing right. about it. Way, way, way before we ever got the sequel trilogy, uh, an author called Timothy Zahn wrote a trilogy, which even George Lucas said, as there's never going to be a sequel trilogy, this is basically the trilogy you should look at. Yeah. Right. And since then, so he introduced a character called Admiral Thorne, who then has appeared in Rebels, which I I was talking to our mutual friend Craig, and we were talking about who, who voices him, because we were like wondering, now that they've name-dropped the character into The Mandalorian, yeah. will... Will they use the same voice actor? Because they did with Katie Sackhoff for hers. What's um, this the character? What do they look like visually? Think of an admiral and then make them blue. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, he's vo- In Rebels, he's voiced by Lars Mikkelsen. Not a clue. Brother of Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, okay. Yeah. You would know him because he's like the bad guy in the last season of Sherlock. Once they once they dealt with Moriarty, they brought in like another bad guy. I mean, I haven't seen the final season of Sherlock yet. But you you know what? <laughs> it's because Amanda wanted to watch Sherlock, so I said, okay, I won't watch the new stuff. Much uh, like I did with Prison Break, I went, I won't watch the new stuff because you want to watch the old stuff, and she just hasn't watched it all yet. And I'm like, mm. uh, well, <sighs> women. Lars Mikkelsen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I do remember fan casting wanted him to be Hugo Weaving. I don't think so. But talking to Craig earlier, Craig said, what about Charles Dance? And I went, oh, Charles Dance, that would be good. Charles Dance. I do like Charles Dance. I like Charles Dance. Uh, But yes, so good Mandalorian stuff. It was. But I I do agree with you, actually. I I felt like there's something missing. I mean, I like Mandalorian. I think I enjoyed season one more than you did because you kind of felt a little bit lackluster with it. But we've both pretty much agreed this season's been much better. Oh, definitely. Um, But when I, like you, I watch... Mandalorian and Discovery kind of within the same kind of time frame. Yeah. I've been enjoying Discovery a lot more than than Mandalorian. I've been getting it. I feel I, like I've been getting into it more. And I obviously like always love that. Oh yeah. I mean, I, whilst I love both Star Wars and Star Trek, Star Trek is my thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean this season three of Discovery I think is great. Um I will keep moaning about something that happened in the most recent episode. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to have my little rant now. So this is spoilers for season three of Star Trek Discovery. I do love Captain Saru. I'm so pleased that Saru is captain. But why is he making an ensign his first officer? There's a chain of command, people. People, any listeners out there who might be in the military, you know, in Army, Navy, you don't just go from ensign. To being the first officer. And as much as I love Sylvia Tilly. She is one of my favourite characters. I really do like Tilly. It, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Not from a structural point of view. Not when you've got other. Other characters who hold higher ranks than her. I mean the first person she went to. 
I mean, even the character of Tilly's like, what? Uh, and went to Lieutenant Commander Stamets going, should I take this? And he's like, what? <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be like Wesley Crusher being promoted above Riker. Harry Kim, who spent seven years as an ensign. Seven years as an ensign. <laughs> I mean, the Saru's justification is we, we've time travel, so you've, you've put a lot of time in, which I understand his logic, but I do also agree there is a chain of command. Well, you know what? Promote her then. Promote her in rank as well. Yeah. But really, you shouldn't be becoming a first officer unless you're in like lieutenant commander, really. No. The first time we ever saw Cisco, right? Cisco was a first officer with the rank of lieutenant commander, right? Uh, and then he becomes, the, he gets the space station and then is a commander and then a captain. And it's, it's all good. It's all good. You can be a first officer with a lieutenant commander. I guess, realistically, you could be a full lieutenant and be a first officer if there's no other officers with a higher rank than you. But she's an ensign. Well, now, <laughs> canonically, you can be an ensign and become a, a, a first officer as long as your captain right. likes you. Well, no, honestly, and this is a thing, and it's going to come down to someone that I've always defended, but I'm now going to have to maybe stop defending just a little bit. Alex Kurtzman, who is in charge of Star Trek now, he, he basically runs Discovery. He's the man with a plan. He, I'm just going to cough, <clears throat> he co-wrote the 2009 Star Trek film. And one weird thing that happened in that film was when Cadet Kirk was suddenly made Spock's first officer by Pike as Pike was leaving the ship. And Spock goes, what? No, that's highly irregular, Captain. It's like, no, Spock, you're the captain now, and he's your first officer. And then they get Spock relieved of duty, and therefore, in the space of a few hours, Kirk's gone from cadet to the captain. And that's all quite a wild ride. Yeah. And you kind of go, that doesn't make sense, but the film's cool. But now we've got a long-standing series where they actually have all the time to get their characters into place. Yeah. And as much as I am loving season three, I think it's a great series and I am looking forward to what comes. I'm hoping that it does only remain an acting first officer. Well, role. that's the thing is it's basically a get-out-of-jail free card for fans there, isn't it? I Well, I'm assuming once Burnham sorted herself out she'll end up being the first officer again. That would be the most logical thing. I mean, I'm predicting that I don't think that'll happen, personally. Oh, what I, do you predict, though? Oh, no, no, I don't have an alternative, but I, I just think the way they're going with the character, it, I think it would be almost sloppy writing to, to, go, to put all the effort into her not wanting these, these things <laughs> and to be rebelling constantly, to then go, and now she's been a good girl, so now she's first officer again. It, it, it just feels like a bit of a waste of time. I, well, I don't disagree with you, but I think I still think that's where it will go. We do have the question mark, though, over... It seems quite odd what they did with Commander Nan. She, yeah. I mean, she wasn't a main character last series. She was just brought in. She was made, like, security officer. She was promoted to the main credits this series, and then after, like, three episodes, left. And it seems an odd choice. Do you know what that is, though? Well, That'll be in about two or three episodes there'll be a dramatic comeback. It'll be like something horrible's happening. They're all seconds away from death. How are they going to get out of this? 
she'll be the one who somehow appears and stops it all. Well, hopefully she'll become the first officer for doing it because she's <laughs> got the rank. She's got the rank of a commander. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She, you know, she actually, if it's not going to be Burnham, it would make sense for Nan. Yeah. So it just seems a bit weird that they got rid of her. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a, yes. a bit random, wasn't it? It is random, more so. Right? They were having so many canon issues with the Discovery being set when it was. They've time jumped to this so far in the future that they can now write their own canon and they're kind of screwing it up themselves now people have already commented on a couple of other things have you watched all the short treks the ones that we've got current access that we've got in the uk because for some reason the second lot haven't got to us um there's an episode of the first one where we see a stranded discovery yeah yeah with a, a character called craft he comes on and he ends up dancing with the computer and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. People have pointed out that all these modifications, these like separated uh, warp nacelles and all this, they aren't on that stranded ship. Because obviously that's been an afterthought. They filmed it all before season two. And now the show's moved on. But they've said, well, we know that that ship's going to be stranded. So we know that's the, the destination of that ship. But yeah. now it isn't the same ship as what we're now seeing. The thing is, I reckon they've already sorted that out. I reckon you say they did that before planning the rest of it. I don't reckon they have. They've proven there's other universes and other. Well, that's true. Yeah. So it could literally be a, a different version of Discovery, because that might the be is, they get out. Yeah. The the moment you you open the opportunity and the the option to go. Uh, I mean, Giorgio. Giorgio is literally not our Giorgio. No, that's true. I mean, that so is true. I mean, it is. I get out, Jeffrey. But I do get what you mean because it, it it's almost like why do something like that and how far in the future is that meant to be well it's not certain because the computer tells craft that i think it's been stranded for a thousand years yeah which at that point we didn't know that discovery was gonna time how cool would it be if one of the episodes are they come across that, that discovery maybe the the only thing is right the the computer zora in yeah. that episode there was a few episodes back in this discovery. You know the system sort of upgraded itself. Oh, the sentient system, yeah. Yes, and it spoke differently. Yeah. That was the actress, Annabelle Wallace, who you might know from Peaky Blinders. Um, I don't know the name. Well, she she's the voice of that computer. And she came in just to say, like, a line. Yeah. So they've already brought her in since the episode. So they are definitely tying it up. Yeah, it's cool. It's clever. But, I mean, I, I, that does interest me, the whole sentient computer thing. Yeah, I mean, we are roughly halfway through the series now. Yeah, true. Season, the season. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And I'm not actually trying to guess too much. Uh, no. I mean, this whole first officer business has kind of irked me a bit. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, the only other thing as a diehard trekkie which is questionable and i can see a lot of people online trying to put a logic to it which i don't know how if you would have paid attention to this when they were upgrading they've renamed the ship oh have they they've added an a to it so it's now a discovery a i just noticed that shouldn't happen unless the original has been destroyed it's only when you build a new ship or you rename a new ship that it becomes an a or a b or a c or a d this refit shouldn't have changed anything and so a lot of fans are going 
why have they done that? That's not following I reckon in-world they've done yeah. that so that if anyone questions where the ships come from, they don't have to say it's time travelling. They can that's, say it's a recommission. That's generally what all the fans are yeah. coming up with. It, it, it's, a, it's a safety net for them because they're already saying they're not making the knowledge widespread. But what would be nice is if they actually said it in canon. You know, yeah. it's kind of like... Yeah, but I suppose it's one of those things of sometimes it is better to kind of leave questions, especially questions it's made people talk. It has, but it would be nice when when the chatter was so positive. Yeah. Because Discovery has had a lot of diehard fans against it. And a lot of those diehard fans were coming around to it. Don't then annoy them. Is that no, sort of that thing? That does of, make sense, yeah. I'm all for I mean, I've defended Discovery a lot. And I'm actually still, you know, I still love it. And even even the Tilly thing isn't ruining it for me. No, I'm it's enjoying just annoying. it. Yeah. Uh just because I've watched every episode of Star Trek that there has been. Yeah. And I know the rules. <laughs> so when they go against the rules, you're like, what is is that sloppy writing? Just because you like the Tilly character. Uh you just want you thought it'd be cool to put the A on because you know that other ships have done that. Do yeah. you know the reason? They've got people, literally their jobs are to check against community uh, continuity. It's like, well, who's not doing their job? Or is that something that will come up later? In which case, fair enough, if you've got an actual plan. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there there is a level of sometimes the hardcore fans need to back up a little bit and just accept things. Oh, yeah. Because some things won't get explained, and that is okay for a series to do. If, oh, if, if you as a fan can go, why is this doing this? But then in the same conversation go, this could be why they're doing that. Then you should sit, kind of back up a little bit. But I tell you what, right? That, that's interesting for the fact that we've got a podcast. because yeah, yeah, yeah. A weekly podcast. Because normally, back in the... Right, when I got into Star Trek, you'd have weekly episodes, right? But a magazine talking about them, which was the only way to talk about them at that point, yeah, would come out monthly. So you'd be getting like three, four episodes between issues. So certain things would be explained. Well, you think about that. I mean, this season is only 13 episodes. And I am wondering, are we going to get a break? Because that goes over Christmas and New Year. Yeah. Are they going to... A part of me wondered if this was, because it was quite a big episode, calling it Unification and all that kind of stuff. But as far as I know, we've got another one coming this week. So... I don't know if they're going to, because obviously that'll be episode eight. It kind of get it's getting to a weird point to suddenly we're going to have a season break now. You're yeah. like, with how many episodes? <laughs> but <Right. laughs> shall we have a segment? I was about to suggest a segment. But well, I beat you to it. Little segue into the segment. Do? Uh, you know what? Let's go straight in for the exclusive content. Oh, I love exclusive stuff. I love exclusive content. Oh, you know yeah. who else loves exclusive content? Dave. 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 Right, Dave. And if you want to be more like Dave, you can be. <laughs> By <laughs> yeah. signing up to our Patreon. Yeah. But if you're not and you haven't, then Dave, you're going to hear something very special in three, two, one. And you're back in the room if you haven't paid. Uh, I tell you what, that badger, he's got ice skates now. <laughs> oh, he's getting, he's getting all confident. Every, and you know what? Good on him. Yeah. Every, if if I could have the confidence of that badger and his snooky cue, I, I, I'd be happy. Wait until we start introducing the ninja raccoon. Oh, that ninja raccoon. <laughs> you know what? The badger's not ready. No, he's not. He, he clearly won't. He talking, never will be. If you want to understand, 
that the insanity that we are spewing, <laughs> go to Patreon and, and follow us and become a patron. For the extra spew. For the extra spew. So, Tobias. Yeah? Have you seen the trailer for the Christmas episode of Doctor Who? No, I haven't. Oh. I didn't know there was one. Oh, no, yes, I have. It's yes, about, I have. It's about a minute and a half long. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's about a minute and a half long. You actually see Captain Jack. It's got actual clips from the episode. Oh, no, I've literally only seen a clip of Captain Jack talking. Oh, no, it's a proper full-on, like, minute and a minute 20 uh, trailer. Is it a Christmas episode or is it a New Year well, episode? It's billing itself as a Christmas episode. Oh, interesting. But I don't know, because I thought they were just coming out at New Year's. I thought they were as well now. Um, we see the New Look Daleks. I haven't seen this. See, New Look Daleks, we, we know from the trailer that they are using them as a new, like, security drone for London. Okay. You see, like, a, a female PM introducing them as the, the new security drones. You see um, all three companions chatting to Jack. Okay. In different kind of scenarios, including, like, Yaz basically saying to Captain Jack, do you have low self-esteem? Because you seem to be longing for a lot of praise, and Jack's kind of going, do I? <laughs> it's, um, it's very Jack-heavy. Um, you don't actually see much of the Doctor in it. You see a quick, like, long shot of the prison she's in, and a, a shot of her at the end of the trailer, like, scrolling the days off. Um, you I will say you don't learn a lot from it. Curtis from Misfits is in it. Who? Curtis. Oh, Season okay. Of- yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I will say you don't learn a lot. You, all we really know is that she's in prison, but we knew that anyway. The Daleks are in it, but we knew that anyway. What we do now know is that they're being used as some form of security drone. But that is pretty much it. And the, there's also a male actor in it who's, who, who I, name I didn't note down, who when you watch it, he's the one talking to Curtis. He's obviously the one who sold the Daleks to the country as security. Okay. Um, it looks quite interesting. And the question I'm thinking is, I wonder how many little Easter eggs we're going to get. Because there is a, in the, just in the longer shot of the prison, there are other species in that long shot. Is it kind of like what they do in Cabin in the Woods? Where you it see. feels like that because I'm just thinking, and it, like a galactic prison, surely we're going to see something. Maybe it's the perfect opportunity to go. We're never going to use these again, but let's shove them in there. I'm glad what it does answer is: Are we seeing Captain Jack again? Because that one little cameo he had seemed, oh, yeah, not it, enough. It seems pretty heavy. From what I can get from from the trailer, I think it's very much going to be a split episode between. The Doctor in the prison and dealing with being in this prison and then the companions on Earth with the TARDIS kind of going, surely the Doc would want us to deal with this Dalek situation. And that's when Jack kind of comes in. Uh, instead of the Doctor. So I the think doctor... so. That, oh, obviously, I could be completely wrong, but that's the gist I've got from watching the trailer. Uh, well, I have not seen the trailer. Do you know, it's not very often I've seen the trailer before you or something. And I, I, I give my kind of opinion on it. I know. It is normally the other way around. It's quite refreshing. Um, but nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, watch and uh, see what you take from it because there's not there isn't much it is only like one minute 20 that's cool i will do that uh i will pose a question oh. and it's not really it's based on something that we already knew or yep. suspected uh but from like what we're talking about did you well i know you watched some of it uh children in need recently um i watched bits of it uh they obviously they had a little doctor who segment they did and what i took away from that I wondered if it at all backed up the rumours that it will end up just the Doctor and Yaz. Which is interesting because there's a shot in the trailer. Yeah. And obviously we know this is a Dalek episode. Yeah. And there's a scene where Curtis, a random female character who I'm not familiar with, and the man who I've mentioned, 
they yeah. open up the front of the Dalek. Okay, but it's kind of shot from inside the dial, so you see them open up like those classic inside fridge shots you see <laughs> a lot on the internet. Um, that's random, but then later on in the, ep- in the I keep saying episode in the trailer, there is a shot where Yaz is kind of facing the camera and the like spidery thing that's inside the Dalek flies at her head from behind. Oh, and it definitely makes contact before the before it cuts out. Okay, so it's very like I mean, that doesn't mean anything. No, if anything, if they're showing you that, probably yeah. means she's fine and it's the other two, <laughs> but. Yeah, I will say, apart from the initial kind of thing of them questioning with the, this is what the Doctor wants to do, there's not a lot of the other two in the trailer. Which pleases me. I would it say Yaz me. is in it the most. Then it's Graham, but only just. And then there's the other one whose name I genuinely can't remember right now. Uh, uh, Ryan. Yeah, I was fine not knowing. <laughs> well, you know, the rumours have been, because we, we've talked a lot about Doctor Who. I've made it quite clear. I don't think you need three. No. Uh, and also this particular bunch I'm not that happy with. Uh, the rumours are that Bradley Walsh and Tosin Cole are moving on to other projects. So it might just be the Doctor well, and I mean, Yance. Let's be honest, Bradley Walsh has probably got another Chase spin-off coming. He's, he's got a load of spin-off things happening. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, Tosin Cole's apparently got a contract somewhere. I don't know why. They, yeah. I've surely seen him back by now. But <laughs> <laughs> We are nothing if not honest. <laughs> well, here are the fanics. We have fun when we don't like someone. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You should listen to the film, film club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best ones are where we don't like. That film. is true. But, uh, but I will say it is only a short trailer, but it is interesting because there's enough in there to go on. Jack, for someone who can't die, is looking pretty old. Yeah, because unfortunately, like yeah. they had with Data and Picard, the actor gets old. Yeah. <laughs> the actor gets yeah. older. Uh, but uh, I like that he, they are doing more with him because we have expressed that on the podcast before that we were concerned that it was going to be a one-off pointless entry that he had before. Yeah, but it, it makes sense that they were saving him for something. The real question is, Even if it's just... is this going to be it? Well, Which, if it is, I'm fine with that. I like the fact they brought him back. Yeah. And he's clearly going to be in it need. a lot. Yes. It's going to be Jack-centric, which makes you think, if this is it, I can deal with that. But if they go, he might appear in more episodes, then I can go, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, if, because we talked before about possibly him becoming a companion. Yeah. I think he would be too much with uh, Jodie Whittaker's. I think the problem is he'd probably kind of overshadow. Ask her, yeah, overshadow yeah. a little bit too much. Yeah. Because um, the problem is also she's quite scatty, like the way she kind of she's all over the place a little bit. And yes. I don't mean that as an insult. She her characterization is quite all over. You can't see, but I'm doing the kind of like ducking movement left and right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, he's not quite like that, but he is also very energetic. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you look at like David Tennant. David Tennant and um, like Eccleston and Smith, actually, they were all kind of, they had, they were all jumpy, but they were grounded in a way. She's very all over the place, and I think it might be too much. Yes, I think too much excitement in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd actually end up having to have Yaz as the one who grounds them. Which and I don't think... Opposed to that, if he'd come in on um, Capaldi's, Capaldi might have had a heart attack at it. Because <laughs> yeah. he was getting on, yeah. you know? And that would have been how he regenerated. <laughs> That's the first Time Lord to have a heart attack and regenerate. Um, ne- next topic. Yes. Uh, w- one of our favourite things to talk about on the podcast. Um, I just want to deal with, not go through everything, okay. but we've had the titles and the breakdowns of the six Walking Dead special episodes that are coming in the in the new year it's starting in february and i'm worried about something i'm worried because i don't know if you've seen the breakdown have you 
I haven't seen the breakdown, but I've seen a lot of random stuff about Walking Dead. Right. So they've explained that the first episode is very much a Maggie-centric one. Which we find out her past. Makes sense because she's come back. Yeah, and also her dealing with the fact that Negan's out of prison and all this Negan's kind of stuff. Here. Right, we've got uh, like a Daryl and Carol episode where it seems like they're going to fall out. And wouldn't it be cool if for the title they kind of put their names together and made one clever? Oh, they can't. No, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, then there's an episode which is like... Uh, with Gabriel and Aaron, they go off on oh, a. If you gave me two characters I didn't need to see an episode about, it would have been Gabriel and potentially Aaron. Yeah. Um, you know what? But... Throw, throw Alden in there as well. You got. You got. But what's three. interesting is part of the write-up for that episode mentions a tragedy, Ooh. which means are they going to kill someone off? Woo! Alden, uh, Alden, 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 Alden. I that we do get an episode with like Eugene Ezekiel, Princess. And you, you that's good. I'm glad because that's what I kind of want to see. Yeah. So we we've got one there. Um, I feel like there's another episode involving characters that I've forgotten at the moment. But the sixth one and the last one of see what will be classed as season ten is the one I'm worried about because we get it's called here's Negan. Yeah. Don't, I think we've seen photos now of the actual Lucille, haven't we? Yes, because uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's real life wife. Is playing Lucille uh, Negan's wife. Yeah, but I'm worried. Yeah, she's that... not. She's not playing the baseball hat. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, and we so we get the past. But what I'm worried about is the description of the episode because, in hopes of dying down tensions in the group, Carol takes Negan on a trip, and I'm like, please let this no, not Carol. be. Uh, Carol, look at stop. The flowers. Don't trust Carol with people. It's it doesn't like, end well. Is this going <sighs> to be where actually Carol ends up shooting no. Negan in the back of her head? <laughs> I mean, if she she hands him anything that are floral, I'm out. I'll just turn it off there. And I mean, then. If honestly, I end the series there, nothing bad happens. <laughs> for me, and I know it's not going to happen because I know that Daryl and Carol are getting their own spin-off series. But if Negan came back with her head in the bag, I'd be happy. <laughs> Do you know what, though? How cool would it be if everything we've heard so far is a bluff? Like, so what if Carol hasn't got a contract and that is just what's being said? Because it wouldn't be the first time a series has bluffed. No, but they've said a literal series is coming. They've that announced the series. That's the quite a is, big lie. <laughs> she could still have a, something in it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, how, I know it's unlikely, but wouldn't it be cool if they had done a big bluff? If Daryl's haunted by Carol for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of all the people you're going to be haunted by. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's, I think Merle would be better. I just, because there is that worry that they're going to do these six episodes and there's not going to be any jeopardy there. They're yeah. just six standalone. They, they and, need to be a standalone enough that there's actually stuff in them to warrant watching them as part of the series. Honestly, it's Walking Dead. Someone needs to die. I just need it not to be Negan. Yeah. Because he's my favourite character now. And I just... If yeah. they take him out, my excitement for season 11 immediately plummets. No, I agree. <laughs> I do also agree. And we know it can't be Eugene. He hasn't met his woman yet. Unless he does in that episode. Yeah, but I just think... I don't know. It's the kind it's of to be honest, it sounds it sounds like more of a princess episode, right. and the others are around. Uh, but no, the one with tragedy in the episode is the Gabriel and Aaron one. Right. Well, Gabriel is now officially on borrowed time because technically he should have died this season, so technically he still could. But what you know, about Rosita, um, I see. Nobody's really mentioning Rosita. I'm saying if it, it's about him, he, she's very much connected to him. Yes, that's and true. And they're both due death. 
That is true. That is also true. And that would be a tragedy. They it all would. have connections. Plus she has she's, a baby. She's quite a high up character now, so it would class as quite a big death. Yeah. Whereas I would happily trade it for Alden. <laughs> That's true. You know what? I would even accept it to be quick, two knives to the head, and not have a big fight. Just yeah. get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care enough. Um, yeah. But no, it, yeah, I, I'm interested because it's Walking Dead. Simple as. Yes. But I, I am interested in seeing it, but um, obviously we've got to wait a while now. Well, we have to wait until late February. Yeah. Around my birthday. Around my birthday. Right, Tobias. Yeah. Shall we do one of our actual segments that anyone can listen to without paying? Oh, well, the paupers can hear about the it. Paupers. This is a free segment. Yeah. Um, halfway through, there will be an advert for some form of cream because you're not paying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've picked up the hat. Shall I continue? Yes, but, I mean, I always assume it's going to be this one first. Well, not necessarily, but yes. It's just I... because we both like the other one enough to want to do it last. I know. And I generally think one day, if I try to do something first, you might just tell me no. You've tried to do it in the past. I don't, I don't like it. I don't I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Because you, you, you every now and then try to mix it up. Yeah. And I'm like, not that one, though. Not that one. <laughs> There's no point in doing the rest of the episode if we do that one first. <laughs> Come on, then. Give it, a, give it a shake into the mic. I'm having a rustle. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Right. This week's character battle. So, first bit of paper's out. We'll say it's yours. Oh, it's Whatever. fine. It's yours. So much meaning. Interesting. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's better for you to have got this one, to be fair. Because you've actually seen the films that Jason Voorhees oh, okay. is in. Yeah. Now, I'm having a little shuffly shuffly, rusty rusty. And who is Jason going to be up against? Oh, it's good that I got this one. Okay. Mumra from the Thundercats. Okay, He's cool. The arch nemesis. Right, my opening gambit here would be... You like... i tell you what. That's the second time you've said gambit. Would be that despite if you put aside Jason Voorhees' physical fighting ability and whatever, he gets killed off in every film, but then he is always back in the next one to kill more people. Yeah. He always rewrites from the dead. And what I'll say to you is Mumra has never been killed. That is true. So we don't know but so we don't know how well it would sit. <laughs> he's, got, he's got two forms, right? Okay. He's got a weakness. He has got a weakness. But, right, he's got a decaying form. He's like this old mummy. But then he calls forth the power of the ancient spirits of evil. And he becomes this raging, big, cackling monster with lots of drool. And then he goes out and he fights things. And he's got powers. But he has got a major weakness. Uh... But is it a weakness that Jason could take charge well, what of? is the weakness? Mumra is terrified of his own reflection. He can't look at himself. Well, I would say that Jason isn't what I would say the most the most like um, thought led killer. <laughs> he is your Goliath that just keeps going. Okay. Um, but I, the biggest thing he's got going for him is that he doesn't stay dead. It's like you kill him, he's going to come back. It's just a matter of time. But Mama's never died. That is true. But that means that if he does, we don't know if he'd stay dead. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that is true. But the thing is, so give me a quick, like, bullet point of what Mumra's physical attacks would look like. He flies. Good start. Um, he Does he wear a hockey mask? No, but he's got laser beams that come out of his eyes. 
Oh, it's looking good for him. <laughs> you had me at flying. Uh, he's got like claws on his hands. I mean, I'm gonna say he does sound like he's designed by a 12 year old. He can, <laughs> he's a mummy. He can fly, and he shoots laser beams from his eyes. <laughs> yeah, Thank you, you know what? 12 year old. Toy soul. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he'd probably win. I think he'd win just because Jason isn't very thought led. He doesn't like come up with these big plans. He's, a, he's a bit like alien, the alien in the sense like he just keeps going. What a question though. Not not to do down my own character here. Right. But Jason was used as the good guy in Freddy vs. Jason. That... Oh. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. And we know that if it's a film, the good guy will probably win. Yeah. But I feel like that's a bad way to do this argument. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, but no, I can't, I get, I get, I can't I remember the film well enough to know how he won. Did he win? Because Freddy always comes oh, back no, as well. He definitely didn't because at the end it was that thing of Freddy kind of appeared somewhere like, oh, yeah, you got um, to kill him. The problem is, it's that thing of even if Mumra does kill Jason, he's going to come back somehow. But I think he would be the one to die first, and that surely, yes. surely in a in a battle when neither of them can properly die, you have to kind of go with who would die first. Yeah, that's <laughs> Doesn't matter how long they stay dead. It's almost like that's your knockout. Yeah. And I think Jason would be the first to go down. He does. He's terrified of water. Oh, he does not do water because the whole point is he drowned. That's kind of the point. With water. Yeah, <laughs> not a fan of unless he's got to look into it. Obviously. Well, actually, he has been beaten by the reflection in a in a stream. So he has as long been. as this fight doesn't take place on an island, small <laughs> island, or a like a, a jetty, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or on a yacht because they're screwed <laughs> if it is. <laughs> so. I mean, I'm pretty happy to hand this over to Mumra though, because I think he's got he's got thought first of all. Yes, he has. And he's laser beams. Yeah, laser beams, and he can fly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Jason goes. I didn't actually think Mumra would get through, <laughs> but yeah, he came up against Jason. So yes, Mumra from the Thundercats wins this character battle. Right. So. Uh, Mumra won that yeah. with laser beams from his eyes. You know who else can produce laser beams? But this one is from their mouth. Godzilla. Yeah. We have some Godzilla news. We do have some Godzilla news. Would you like to lead it? Uh, right. Okay. As you all know, we like have now got a shared monster universe thing going on. So there's been two Godzilla films. Yeah. And there's been a King Kong film, Skull Island. Uh, and we are just now awaiting... Godzilla versus King Kong. Or is it Godzilla versus Kong? I don't know if they put the king in the, or not. Um, I think it's just versus... Godzilla versus Kong, I think. I think so. Right, so it's it's on the way. It's on the way. Now, I do know, because of the time period, it, it it's going to feel a bit more of a sequel directly to Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah. It's got some of the same characters. Not The lead character is going to be played by Alexander Skarsgård. So a new character that we've not met. But recently, rumours have surfaced over something that people weren't necessarily expecting. Because obviously it's a franchise, they're going to want to make more films. Even though it seems like it's been leading to Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. That may not be where it, it rests. And I, I accept that. But what do we think about the rumour that the post-credit sequences might involve... An alien invasion on the way. I massively hate it. Thus concludes this segment. <laughs> I really, really dislike it. 
because I can accept giant monsters fighting against giant monsters. (laughs) I can accept giant monsters fighting against giant monsters fighting against giant pterodactyls fighting against multiple headed dragons from space. But if you tell me that it is going to be giant monsters versus giant monkeys versus aliens, that is preposterous and just silly. I mean, this is this is a thing. Ghidorah is supposedly from outer space. Yeah. And I will uh, say that is kind of what is comforting me, that when you say aliens, they do naturally jump to little, little green men. And that won't be how they handle it realistically, I don't think. You say that. If it's an alien invasion, is it not worse? Are these going to be like animals, like giant monsters coming at Earth as themselves? Or giant monsters in a spaceship. Because <laughs> you hear you hear like alien aliens, invasion, and I think that. If you think aliens, and I suppose if they've got like thought, yeah, as a, if they can plan, then it makes it more than just two big things fighting each other. So it could be a whole race of like an invasion, I guess. Yeah, but they can't but, be big monsters. Well, it doesn't sound I like mean, an... if you look at like. Um, the Battle of for New York in Avengers. Yeah. You had, like, your Chitauri, but then you had your big scary giant fish things. Being led by the Chitauri. Yeah, so what if you're kind of a bit of both? So you had, like, your army of of little green men. Riding they had their, giant things. Yeah, so yeah. you've got a combination of both. And then you're like, well, that's a scary big thing that Godzilla's just wiped his way through. And then they're like, oh, that wasn't my biggest thing. Yeah. Big Titan. Because I think if it is just the Godzilla versus a race of alien, little aliens, I, that feels a little bit too cliche, like almost like the lazy idea for another film. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I agree. happy just seeing another film of more big monsters. Maybe, maybe I guess there because each film needs to give something new. Yes, um, I just I do wonder. Because this is talking about a sequel. Yeah. This is like not the main body of the film is going to introduce the aliens. It's going to be a post-credit thing. Yeah. Are we going to get an answer to Godzilla versus Kong, or are they going to find out that their mothers are both called Martha and uh-huh. become friends? What and if then, actually, what you've just said is slightly off. You said that what the main film isn't going to be it. What if it's not it? But it's linked because we know that something beneath Skull Island is going to basically awaken and cause havoc, and okay. there's going to be like a joint between. It's going to be the classic um, Godzilla starts fighting with Kong, but there's something bigger emerges. We know that there is something beneath Skull Island that's going to basically emerge. What if they fight that, and it turns out that that is something to do with the end, and then something comes to find them? So like. Whatever they fight is something that's laid dormant. Yeah. And then, like, the big revelation of the after credit scene is that, yes, it's its own thing, but it has something to do with these aliens, and that's why they come. That's what draws them. Could be. So it's like I, a link. I would hope that the alien invasion is linked to something in the main body of the film. Otherwise, it would feel like, why Why are you doing this? when you, you You've got a whole plethora of canon, like... Godzilla things in its past that, are, that yes. aren't in the film, but there are so many more Titan um, like kaiju that are there. Right, I've got an idea. Right, oh. so we we've got 
we've got Godzilla, we've got Kong, we've got all these other Godzilla-type monsters that some we've seen, some we'll probably meet in the new film, yeah. right? But then, answering maybe an age-old question, when we see this alien invasion, what if it is dinosaurs who have learned how to <laughs> pilot craft? They've actually gone to another planet. <laughs> They've become intelligent. Oh, my God. What if it's Discovery? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, because it is like, like blue flame and then Saru beams down. And he's like, if I had ganglia, they'd be telling me to be afraid. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not afraid. Tilly, my first officer, go. And she's in tears. <laughs> she's just like, I'm scared of Godzilla. And he's like, if only, if only Michael was here, but Michael's off doing something else. Probably disobeying rules, because that's what Michael does. Sleeping with book and then lying about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Oh, uh, yeah. I am looking forward to, to um, Godzilla versus Conway, generally, because I, I really like Skull Island. I Right. The only one of the three films that have come out so far Godzilla King of Monsters. I didn't see it at the cinema. I missed it. Right. I want to see Godzilla versus Kong in the cinema. That's quite important. Because it's big big animals. Yeah. Big animals fighting big animals, therefore I need it. Uh do you know what film probably won't be getting to see in the cinema? What's that? Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, because they might just be putting it on streaming straight away. Yeah, that's pretty frustrating. I'm quite quite annoyed because apparently they want to keep it fresh. That's stupid. What? Why? How? How is not just holding it until they can release it at cinema, not keeping it fresh? It's not like it's going to go stale whilst no one's seeing it. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, a bit of uh, Marvel news, which uh, in our last topical episode, I had a little mini rant about the fact. Not rant. That's not. That's not the correct word. The fact that Shang Chi had. Um, basically wrapped filming and we know nothing about it well i then went studying right i went looking for things um so i found out rumored plot points okay uh which includes the whole film might be based around a giant fighting tournament yeah uh, okay just set by the man i was gonna say mandalorian wrong wrong thing very different uh the mandarin Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, and if any of this is true, and I don't know if it's true, um, what we could possibly expect is a female fighter, I can't remember her name, Fo Foshu, Foshu, who might be Shang-Chi's sister. Right. Maybe. She's she's like a major protagonist, but might have to fight against Shang-Chi. Okay. She's a major character. But known characters. I don't know. It, early on in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, we met a character called Batrock the Leaper. Okay. It, it, I don't know if you remember Cap fighting someone on the boat. Well, basically him. He's apparently also back for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. All right. Okay. So he might be okay. used in that film as one of the, the people. Um, uh, uh, Valkyrie is apparently going to send an Asgardian for the fight. I don't know if that means that we're also going to see Valkyrie or if they'll just have this, you okay. know, this Asgardian. Uh, Baron Mordo, Chuetel Ejiofor from uh, Doctor Strange. He apparently is going to be it's in about it. about time we see him. Yeah, he's going to not be able to fight, though, because he's taken out by Wong. 
So Benedict Wong is likely to be in it. Well, he's probably uh, there. I think it's Mordo's probably there trying to steal someone's power. Yeah, because he's apparently trying to take out all like sorcery. He basically made a promise he couldn't keep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the interesting rumor is that some of the fighters are going to be, whilst not majorly known characters, mutants. So it might be the first film that we actually get X-Men-related characters involved. Uh, the most notable one being Omega Red, who is actually quite a well-known villain for the X-Men. Um, so whether, again, whether this is all going to be right or not, these yeah. are all just rumours. But it was interesting finding out something. Yeah. And also, if those right, then we know that who some of the cast are. We know that Chuetle will be in it. We know that Benedict Wong will be in it. Um, faces for a film we know nothing about. Yes, and possibly, I, I presume it's a talky character, but a giant dragon as well. Love it. Yes. Love uh, it. Fang Foo. You could have just made that up and I wouldn't know. <laughs> well, I looked it up. And it's definitely a real character. I did know it was a real character, to be fair. I didn't need to look it up. But I just Do you know what? I, sh- I-, I chuckled at that. But there was a time and someone said to me, they're making a film where one of the main characters is a talking raccoon. And I went, oh, all right. Yeah, I remember that. Um, um, and I, I thought, this is ridiculous. Going, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? Talking dragon. Yeah. Bring it. Fine. Bring Fine. it. Oh. I actually don't know if he talks or not. But you know what? If you want that talking dragon to, t- to fight aliens, I am out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tobias. Liam, did you want to do our favourite segment? Yeah, all right. I'd, lo- I'd love to. I'll look at Brevin himself. <laughs> <laughs> Carding count. I believe what Tobias just did is known in the Red Dwarf world as making himself big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what right. is casting couch? Uh, this season we are recasting Lord of the Rings if it were made today. Yeah, um, now. This one's not one of the, the major characters that everyone... It's not an excitable character this week. Uh, but, you know, we're doing these all throughout the entire season. So this is a bit of a dip, a bit of a lull before we get back into the Fellowship itself. Yeah. Uh, so today's casting is King Theoden, who was originally played by Bernard Hill, also known as the captain of the Titanic in the film Titanic. Um... <laughs> Right. So, and he's the character who I believe was like he had a uh, worm tongue whispering in his ear. I believe. Yeah, he kind of went all yeah. from being all like decrepit to quite strong again. Yeah. So I've got what I would class as a strong choice. Yes. And then I've got a second choice. <laughs> okay. That's cool. Uh, how are your choices been going? Right. Well, I'm currently right now just double checking. They've never been in it before. Is it something I didn't do? And ah. I just thought. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure one of them's not. Just let me check. You know what? I know that one of them definitely hasn't, and that's the person I'm leading with. So if the second one turns out to have been in here, that's fine. Okay. Um, I, thought, I, I think I'd missed the thrill of being told I'm wrong a little bit. So, <laughs> cool. Right, so, would you like to go first today, Tobias? All right. Um, I swear, if you choose my one. <laughs> well, this is, this is quite possible. This is possible. Uh, I'm in doubts about my second option, actually, and I'm desperately now trying to think of someone to switch him out for. Um, but no, oh no, I'm yeah, all right. So my top choice is someone who you'll definitely know. Okay, he's from another franchise, which is a personal love of yours. You're like what? 
I don't love anything. <laughs> I have no love in my heart. I am oh. I am a cold, dead stone. Oh, okay. So I was looking for someone who basically could be a king, yep. quite old, yep. but quite possibly grouchy, and could be mind warped and all that kind of stuff. I went with Michael Gambon. Okay, yes, fair play. Uh, better known as Dumbledore, Mark II. Oh, Dumbledore. Mark II. <laughs> the regeneration of Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That's how they should have handled it. <laughs> yes, possibly. possibly. Uh, we should have seen that happen. <laughs> Dumbledore look different after the summer holidays. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's had a long rest. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Gambon <laughs> is my choice for Theoden. Okay. All right. Yeah, no, I didn't choose Michael Gambon. Oh, that's really good, actually. I like that. Thank you. Okay, my first choice. Yeah. Is Terence Stamp. Okay. I'm mentally going, has he been in it? I did just check, and he's not. No, that, that's fair. And he was the one I was thinking, oh gosh, he could have been in it, and I wouldn't know. My other one, I'm pretty sure I'd know if they were in it, which now makes me scared. Uh, Terence Stamp, I ha- he actually works. He, You know what, if, if they made the film now, and they went, Terence Stamp is playing King Theoden. I'll go, all right. Uh, the reason I don't tend to put him up for things is I think he is such an overrated actor. Yeah. He is so wooden in everything he does. That's fair. Um, oh, what was I watching him in something quite recent? He's got a very deep voice. You un- yeah. you know his voice is very okay. recognisable. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like... Uh. But there is, there is that kind of scene bit where um, Theoden... It's been whispery. He does that weird shouty thing. Yeah. And I thought I could see that. Yeah. It's more of I could see the transformation of decrepit, worm tongue whispered to kind of full powered king again. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe. Yeah. But I think in doing so, I've also removed a p- potential um, Saruman actor. Only if he gets picked. I, I wouldn't choose him. I, have, I already have someone lined up for that one. Oh. Okay. Um, cool. But no, that Terence Stamp is my first option. Fair enough. Not not a bad option, just not one yeah. I like myself. That's fair. Cool. Uh, my second option is someone that I literally only need to put in now. <laughs> oh, I swear, if you steal my other one with a last minute addition, I, I'll, I'll take it. I've swapped, I've swapped someone out because I wasn't happy with it. I right. actually wasn't happy. It's someone who came to mind and then went, no, this is, this is a bad idea. I've just got no other ideas. But now I've got another idea. And it's someone that we referenced today in in about a way. Uh, so, my second option for King Theoden is Peter Capaldi. Okay, not he's, who I chose. Cool. He's. I mean, he's. I could yeah. see him as a king. I could see him yeah. as a king. Yeah, I could. Uh, I could see him both. We've seen him as the Doctor. We've seen him quite glorious, but also quite angry. Yeah. You know, he's kind of. I reckon he could do it. He's got the acting ability for it, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, actually. Oh, thank you. Okay. Not bad for a, a last-minute last change no, there. Yeah. Right, well, my second option... Yeah. We've seen the play King before. We, we know they can play a king because, as well as being a serial killer, they've also been the king of Asgard. I've gone for Anthony Hopkins. Oh! Oh, that's actually really good. <laughs> I know. I mean, we, he was initially my first choice, but there was always that tiny chance he'd been in it before and I just hadn't, I couldn't find it. So I thought I'd put him second. But I actually think he is the stronger candidate of my two. Yeah, actually. Because he is a very good actor. Um, yeah, I could... How did we not think 
How do we not suggest him for Dumbledore? Not Dumbledore. What's the, <laughs> what's the character that we've done? Gandalf, that's the one. Because oh. he's short. So? Actually, Gandalf. If you recall, according to the books, Gandalf isn't that tall. But no, that's cool. All right, that's our four options then. Right, ladies and gentlemen, for King Theoden, uh, we have the options of, in, a, in any order that I fancy, Anthony Hopkins, Terence Stamp, Peter Capaldi, and Michael Gambon. There will be a poll once this episode is up, and you can vote, or, as always, you can suggest your own option. That is true. That is yeah. very true. Thus concludes... Casting Couch! Thought you were just going to leave it there. You're like, ah. thus concludes... No, 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 no. I, I have to... Uh, right, not particularly a geeky chat here, but today I did a thing, because I was... <laughs> Deciding to check out some new series that I've not seen before. Uh, so they're not particularly geeky. They're not geeky okay. things. But I thought I'd just reference the fact that I decided to watch the first episode of three different shows. Right. Okay, cool. So one, I believe you have been watching. To the point of, you said Gambit so many times today. <laughs> um, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, I've watched the first three episodes. I've watched the first episode. Um... So that's got Anya Taylor-Joy, although she does not appear much in the episode one. It's episode one is a very misleading episode. Yeah. Very uh, misleading. That's all I've watched at the moment. And it seems to be a flashback to set things up. Really. Yeah. I'm, I've either just finished episode... I mean, because there is only seven episodes. Yes. It's a, it's a limited series. But I also think seven episodes is quite long for a limited series. It feels like that's longer than a normal British series. It is, but at the same time, it's an American one. That is true. Um... I've just finished episode three, potentially episode four. I can't remember. I think three. I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'm I really did like I really like chess anyway, so I'm quite yeah. interested in it. And it's quite nice to actually understand what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, like when I watch something like Star Trek, I'm like, I don't know what any of those things you're doing are. Um, <laughs> this time, I'm like, I know what that is. Um, I actually quite enjoy it. If you said to me, like, we're going to do a TV series on Netflix about chess, it actually sounds like it could be really boring. Yeah. But. I think they do it in such a way which is quite well done. Um, I'm interested to see where they go from where I am, but I won't say anything because you've said it. No, because I am only one episode in, and at the moment, the main we've only seen the main character like for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we ha- well, no, we've seen the main character, but yeah. as a young girl. Yeah. Not the not Anya Taylor Joy. She's only had like a little introduction, and then it's like a flashback. Yeah. So I, it hasn't got going for me. What really. else do we know her from? Because I can't place her face. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. Uh, she is the girl from Glass and Split. She's uh, also in the most recent series of uh, Peaky Blunders. Uh, uh, and she is, when it, when we get to see it, in New Mutants. Uh, uh, but, you know. Fair play, fair play. Um, I like her, personally, but yeah. obviously I haven't seen well, her I, in... Well, I like Queen's Gambit. I think it's very good. So, um, yeah, cool. Um, the other two... The first thing I started watching today was uh, the first episode of Roadkill. Oh, okay. Which is quite, uh, it's very British. It's political. It's actually got someone else from Peaky Blinders. It's got Helen McCrory as the Prime Minister. But it's mostly about uh, Hugh Laurie's character, who's, um, he's a, he's a, he's a minister. He's got himself into a bit of trouble. He's been in court. But he, there's, a, there's a story going where someone's come forward and basically said, hey, I know your daughter. And he's like, no, no, I know my daughters. What are you talking about? And there's a whole thing of 
in the 80s, he may have had sex with quite a lot of people. Right. Uh, and there's going to be a, obviously a political thing where this person who's claiming to be his daughter is like black. And right. he's like, literally, he can't remember. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Um, his like helper, his kind of aide, if you like, is Ian D.K. Stecker. Right. Uh, who's obviously fits in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, he works for him. But there is a question of, is his loyalties there? There's a lot of people doing double standardy things, backstabbery, backstabbery things. Uh, and so far, one episode in, it's got a promise. It's not yeah. geeky at all. It's not normally something we talk about on here. Yeah. But I like Hugh Laurie. We've talked about him before on yeah. here. So it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, and the other series, which I've actually watched two episodes, because after watching one of each of them, that was the one that hooked me enough to go back to episode two. Yeah, initially. And that is called The Undoing. Okay. And that is Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, and that is a lot of very well popular rich people. And of course, then someone dies. And it's kind of like a whodunit sort of thing. Uh, quite sexy and nudity. So obviously that's the one I chose to go back oh, to for course, a second yeah. episode. Yeah, uh, it's but you know, it's got quite a big cast. It's also got Lily Raby from uh, American Horror Stories. She's in there as well. Cool. Uh, it's got quite a good cast. The, all three of them for their first episode all seem good. Yeah. But that was the one which kind of made me go, I want to see more of you immediately. So I don't know if this will be a thing that I update in future episodes once I've watched them all, or if I just go and never mention them again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like Hugh Laurie, and I, I mean, I don't mind Hugh Grant. I think if I'm going to watch one of them, obviously I'll start with Queen's Gambit. That doesn't count. I think it's the Hugh Laurie one I'm, I'd consider. Yeah, but it's also quite political, which you're less yeah, into. Yeah, that is true. That yeah, is but true. you might be more up for the sex nudity murder mystery type one. It's definitely an option. Yeah, you see. <laughs> but the thing is, what I might do is I might switch out amongst all of them rather than just watch one as a block yeah you know, i might kind of go oh i've watched episode you i'll watch episode two of you now episode two yeah. of you but see next yeah. time i get an evening to sit and watch telly properly i will crack on with uh, queen's gambit definitely because i want to get it done there's not many i could probably do four episodes well actually that's what i like about all of these the the hugh laurie one is only four episodes nice unless that, there's more to come at the moment there's only four episodes i think the undoing is possibly eight episodes might only right. be seven. There's only seven on there now, but I don't know if they're still going. Yeah. And obviously, because of how Netflix is, uh, yeah, all the Queen Gambit is on there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Okay. Is there anything else you wish to talk about? Oh, actually, I didn't really finish my Marvel chat because I just mm -hmm. wanted your opinion on... There is a lot of talk about the, the Spider-Verse, really. Yeah. And the latest rumour being that they're bringing in Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. I've seen that they pretty much confirmed that one. I don't know if it's confirmed, but I'm actually kind of against it. Why? Because one thing that I enjoyed in the the MCU was getting the new actors yeah. and kind of it's almost like it seems almost like there's an afterthought now, and it's like we've got Tom Holland. It's like why at the time I I was quite happy for them to keep. Andrew Garfield yeah. but they didn't they got rid of him they wanted to do their own thing but now it's like we're just getting 
a version that we all know, but maybe it's a twisted version. I don't know until yeah. we actually see it. But also, are we gonna? Are these characters already going to be set up, or do we have to see them become those characters again? I, from what I've, I've think a couple of articles I've read, um, that the um, Doc Ock we're going to see is the same Doc Ock, literally the same one, literally the same version. Did he not die? Don't remember. I don't remember. No. I will obviously have to read. No, no, he, he he looked like he was, but they locked him up at the end, didn't they? They took remember. his arm, took the arms away. I'm pretty sure. Ah, um, okay. but it's um because the whole point is it they're looking at the whole like Spider Verse generally, aren't they? They so, are. The the other rumor that I saw to do with it because I don't know if you've seen, but Jacob Battlin, who plays Neg Ned, that was not Neg, that was a Ned. Um, Neg. he's lost quite a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, and rumours are that they are setting him up to eventually become Hobgoblin, like yeah. he does in the comics, which means at some point Spidey might have to kill his best mate. Oh, that's a trope we're used to. Yeah, I know. Uh, but at the same time, Ned is quite loved by fans. Yeah, but actually that means that's why it would be better. Yes, it, it, should, it should be good uh, if they do it right. And I do trust MCU. Um, I'm a little bit more worried by all the Sony stuff we're getting. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I think the perfect way to round up this episode would be a tradition that we have here at the Manic Podcast. When we are unlucky enough to lose a legend of geek, an absolute icon of the genre, we like to inaugurate them into what we call the Manic Hall of Fame. And today is such a day. It's a sad day, but it's also a day that we get to immortalize someone. And to Tobias, I feel it's only right for you to announce who this person is. Okay. Uh, today, I believe it was today. It definitely was announced today. Yeah. Um, Darth Vader himself, David Prowse, has sadly died. Yeah. Uh, was he 90, I think? I, on, I can honestly say I don't know a lot about David Prowse. I don't actually have the, the details, but I've met him. I yeah. met him at a memorabilia thing, so I've met David Prowse. Um, he was obviously the body. He's not the, the voice of Darth Vader. Uh, it was well publicised that he didn't know that was the case. He didn't know until he saw the film himself that he found out that he was dubbed over with James Earl Jones. But That would be brutal. But, you know, uh, David Prowse uh, was famous before he ever was Darth Vader, but he became internationally famous by being Darth Vader, and he yeah. has sadly died. So, of course, he's going to be in our Hall of Fame. It makes perfect sense. This is kind of the, the kind of person our Hall of Fame was designed for. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we we are we're not fully down with every bit of news that comes out, so we do miss the odd, the odd death that probably deserves a place in here. But generally, we we catch the big ones, and I th I think David David uh, Prowse is definitely one who deserves his place here. Indeed, yes. Um, so yeah, he his place is there. He has been inaugurated, and you know, I I don't know who the next person will be because I mean I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Black Panther to be, to be going in. No, I mean that's true. I mean it, it's obviously we we've obviously had David Prowse, we had Sean Connery not that long ago. Was it even the uh, last episode? I think possibly. Yeah, probably. Um, but they are all older gentlemen who have lived a full life. Chadwick Boseman obviously was a shock because of how young he was. Yeah, we don't want to be inducting. No, young. no, 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 no. But we don't want to be inducting anyone. Well, no, but it's it is. I mean, it, he said he was ninety. I don't know um, causes or anything. No, but I don't. Ninety is a good career. 
generally a good life. I mean, it is a good, that is a good length career, yes, generally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that is our Manic Hall of Fame for this episode. Yeah. Now, I don't personally have anything else to bring to this episode, do you? Um, I'm just having a little thunkage. A little thunkity thunk. Little thunkage. Um, no. No, I think that's it for this particular roundup. Okie dokie. Right then. Well, if you want to vote on one of the polls that will go up along with this episode, so you can vote alongside our uh, casting couch for who you want to play Theoden, you can go over to our Twitter, which is at the Manic with two N's. Very, Very important. important. And that is the second best place to keep up to date with all the Manic news. Tobias, where is the first best? On our Manic community Discord. Oh, yeah. And how would you be so lucky enough to gain access? By paying basically a pound on our patron. A it's, pound? That, it's a pound. It's That's a pound. so people. cheap. I know. We are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> we are cheap and you are not taking advantage of us, people. Come on. He's gone off, ladies and gentlemen. Right at the end as well. I mean, I probably should be talking to you more, but it's right at the end. It's twenty. It's actually twenty past. It's gone past midnight. <laughs> that was where my Batman poster fell off of the cupboard. How strange! That was strange. Right. Sorry. <laughs> where were we? I actually thought the outro was going pretty smooth until then. We we were saying bye, and we somehow you mucked it up because yeah. we never do that. <laughs> no, but it was that's because it was going too smooth. Yeah. So yes, the patron is the best place to keep up to date with us. But if you don't want to, we can't make you, I guess. You'll but you should find out so, about the badger. Yeah, the badger, and apparently a raccoon is coming in. Yeah, but that's a spot. So if you don't want to do that, you could go to at the manic. As I said, two ends very important to keep up to date with all the latest stuff. We also have a Tumblr, which is generally kept up to date. I think the last thing to get up was a Star Trek thing from you. It was. It was about who should be Saru's first officer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And was her Tilly top of that list? She was in the list. She was in the list. She was in the list, yeah. Now, other than that, I don't have anything else to say. So, I'd like to thank our special guest for... Ah, boo! Boo. Other than that, Tobias, it's time to say goodbye. Bye! Stay safe, everybody, and most importantly, stay manic.